Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Ephesians chapter 2. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages He might show the incomparable riches of His grace, expressed in His kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Therefore, remember that formerly, you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at the time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners, to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For He Himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in His flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in Himself one new humanity, out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which He put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you, who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through Him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of His household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus Himself as the chief cornerstone. In Him the whole building is joined together, and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in Him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. There is a tremendous amount of revelation and good theology contained within this chapter. In verse 1 it says, You were dead in your transgressions and sins. And by this, Paul means that we were separated from God. By our sin, we were separated from God, from the God who created us to be with Him. Sin had created a situation within us which we could not approach our holy God. And so we lived and followed the ways of this world. And Paul mentions that we were under the leadership of the ruler 
of the kingdom of the air. Now, he's talking about the devil himself, but it's interesting he calls him the ruler of the kingdom of the air. In other words, the natural realm, the ruler of the natural realm, the spirit who is now at work and those who are disobedient. So you and I, friends, those of us who follow Christ now, were once under the rulership of the prince of the kingdom of the air, the devil, the spirit who is the ruler of those others who are not in Christ, who are found in the world, still dead in their transgressions and sins. But we, friends, are now alive in Christ. All of us once lived among them, doing the same things they do, gratifying the cravings of our flesh, Paul said, and following its desires and thoughts. We were by nature deserving wrath because of these things. Our old self-life used to dictate the ways that we lived. And there was a saying back in the 60s, if it feels good, do it. That was a mantra that has become more and more pervasive, more subtle, but more pervasive in society worldwide. Uh, We live in a very egocentric culture, both in the United States and the West and around the world now, where the the self-interest is paramount above all other things, as opposed to God's interest and God's desires, our own self-desire, our own self-fulfillment, our own selfish needs, our own wants, our own preferences, these cravings of our flesh. Those are, are the paramount thing. We must satisfy our desires. We must satisfy our thoughts. We must satisfy our, our nature. The problem is that it's our fallen nature we're trying to satisfy. It's our nature that's in rebellion to God that we're trying to give license to rule over us. And so in the midst of all of this, God still loved us and God still loves them who are still subject to the cravings of the flesh. In verse 4, Paul writes, Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Now, friends, that expression is very important. Paul is going to make it again in verse 8. It is by grace you have been saved. In other words, there's nothing you've done to earn this. It's nothing you've done to merit this. There's been no series of tests and hurdles and uh, conditions you've had to meet. It's strictly by the grace of God we've been saved. God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because he wanted to do it. He wanted to have mercy on us. God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive who were once dead in our transgressions and sins. And so, friends, God loved us before we became Christians, and he loves those in the world who are not yet followers of Christ. We need to do likewise. We need to recognize that those who are still serving the self-life are doing the natural things that should be expected of them. They're following their own desires and thoughts. And we once were just like them. They, you may think, are deserving the wrath of God. Well, you and I were deserving of the wrath of God as well. But God chose mercy for us, and God chooses mercy for them. We need to extend mercy. We need to be Christ-like in our views of those that don't yet know Christ. Salvation is by grace alone. As it was spoken in verse 4, again in verse 8, Paul writes, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Salvation is a free gift. Salvation is a free gift. I can't say that often enough. Salvation is a free gift. It's too good to be true, but it's true. Salvation is the gift of God to me and to you, not by works, 
so that none of us can boast we earned it. We're God's handiwork, Paul writes, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So even the good works, and I I do mission trips, I do humanitarian events, I do various things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, but these good works were prepared in advance by God for me to do. The only thing I have in in the equation is to agree to walk in the good works which God has prepared or not. We're God's handiwork. Whatever we become is a result of God's working in us and allowing God, us allowing God to work in us. We were created in Christ Jesus to love God and to know God. We're being shaped by grace alone in our hearts. Yes, there's faith. We believe in the, the Word of God and the person of the Word, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But we're God's workmanship. Verse 10 in the NIV says, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. The Passion Translation says it this way, and I I love this wording. Listen carefully, friends. Verse 10 in the Passion. We have become His poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny He has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the Anointed One. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny, and the good works we would do to fulfill it. I love that, friends. Before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny. Yes, we have to agree with God's plan. Yes, we have the free will to resist, to reject God's plan. But when we cooperate with God, He advances us in our destiny that was foreordained before we were even born. The Lord has given us grace in our lives to follow Jesus, to know Jesus, to be reshaped by the Holy Spirit of the living God, to be made over into sons and daughters. Jesus himself has given us this ability. Before the coming of Jesus Christ in the world, there were only Jews and Gentiles, those who were able to know God through Judaism and those who did not know God. There were two categories of people, Jews and Gentiles. When Jesus came, A third category came into the world, Christians. He himself created this new category. No longer Jews, no longer Gentiles, but a third category, those who are in Christ. Verse 14, for he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one, the two groups being Jews and Gentiles, and has destroyed the barriers, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. And so the Lord himself, the Lord Jesus, created the one new man in himself, in Christ, No longer Jew or Gentile, but one new creation in Christ. He himself is our peace. He's our Lord. He's our identity. Lord, we thank you that we've been joined to Jesus. We've been joined to Jesus and we've been made sons and daughters. You've extended your grace to save us. We've been saved, yes, by faith in who you are and what you are, but it's by your free gift. Salvation is a free gift from you. By your grace, we've been saved, and by your grace alone. It's the gift of God. Lord, we thank you that we're your handiwork, 
And inasmuch as we're walking in a new way of life, Lord, it was foreordained by you. We were created for these things. Help us, Lord, to enter fully into the destiny you created us for. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.